why does it feel so bad to rest? I I think we were touching on like our time in the marketing mm-hmm. and feeling like each hour of the day you need to be grinding. You need to be grinding. Yeah, where rest feels so foreign, and then obviously you add on social media, et cetera. Right. So, uh, so we came up with this topic called you know the hustle culture and. I guess really past trauma or trauma that that kind of associates with that. Yeah. Good and bad. Good and bad. Like, I mean, when you think about hustle culture, um, I think it's important to talk about the fact that as millennials in particular, and even like the generation behind us where it just feels like if it's what I talked about last season, like if I'm not doing, or if I don't feel like I'm doing enough, or if I have an idle day, it feels crazy to me. Like rest is a foreign concept. There's a lot more people talking about it now. I think because we're experiencing a little bit of burnout or a little bit of anxiety when it comes to the levels of success, just because um, we're in a hustle culture. All right, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? We're your hosts, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, so when it comes to hustle culture, like like we were saying before, is like, I think with a combination between um, wanting to have accomplished so much by the time you're 30, 35, 25, like it just seems as though when you see people that are that have won at a high level, um, even if they're in their late 30s or mid 30s or whatever, it seems as though it happened overnight. There's some people that you see like I've seen it happen overnight for some people in real life and overnight is still three, four, five years. But in a social media age, I used to see you driving uh, a a Camry and then it turned into a Benz and now it's a Lambo. Like nigga, what? What happened in between? What happened? How how did you get there? You know, so fast. And so I feel like then you take on this self-reflection of, oh, I'm just chilling. (laughs) Um, and I think, I think a perfect example of this yesterday, we were talking to one of our friends and, um, he literally was saying that he's like, yo, I I'm building a brand. I got a job. I'm working on, you know, one of my passions that I've had for years. And it feels like he was saying that he wanted to go on a date. Okay. And he was like, I want to take this girl out, but me going on a date feels like I'm not work. I haven't deserve. I don't deserve this. I don't, I haven't earned the opportunity for me to be able to relax for a moment to even take a girl out. Yeah. And and what does that come from? Yeah. I I was about to say, let's explore that because do you think it has something to do with turning that page from 20 to 30? Because did did you feel like in your twenties that, if I wasn't moving every single hour of the day that I'm not going anywhere. No, I think you develop that over time. And you got to think about it. When we, when we first met, we met at 20, we were still talking on Snapchat. Like, so the way social media is, there weren't reels. There weren't like the best you could really do is a long caption on Facebook, um, a picture on Instagram, or you tweeting the first time people were really able to show life outside of a photo was on Snapchat, which is 2013, 2014. When did videos even become a thing 
you know, you have Vine, but a lot of people using that to just be funny. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That. But Vine was still 15 seconds. And so when you think about um, what social media has become today, I just think it's easier for you to see somebody's aesthetically pleasing home or, you know, <laughs> everything looks clean and you think their house is clean, but they might got, you know, outside of the frame that they're filming. It looks like, you know, a, a tornado just hit it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, and so right, right. you get to see everybody's highlight reels. You get to see them in the car or at the dope hotel where then it starts to make you evaluate yourself. And I think for me, I was having that because I have been in a state of having to do in my in my 20s um, and the, the, the way I was building my business and what it required for me. And once, you know, one slowing down for my first pregnancy, but now with the toddler and being, being pregnant again, it's like, I feel like I have too much time on my hands. And with the amount of time, this is the oxymoron that my life is right now. <laughs> okay. I have enough time on my hands to build something. Okay. But at the same time, should I be resting because I'm about to embark on a whole new life, you know, having two children, two small children at that, whereas it's like, am I am I going to be overdoing it trying to build something one that might not be able to be maintained by that time, but also not considering that you are growing a whole person. It's like I'm in the middle of both of that. And I think it is the hustle culture. Like when you I are idle, it feels like, yo, I'm literally not doing anything. I hear the oxymoron, what you mean. I feel like I think it's it's not even just you. I feel like a lot of women, a lot of wives or a lot of mothers feel like being a mother isn't, I'm not doing enough. I'm like, I'm not working hard enough. Like I need to be, I need to have something else going for me or I need to be doing something else outside of, you know, one, being pregnant like mm-hmm. you are and, and, and really you're, you're creating a whole life. A whole life. <laughs> but also being a mother to a toddler boy. A whole toddler. And I'm I'm trying to explore, like, why why do women feel like I need to be doing something else? Is it this? feminism movement like what is it like like <laughs> no. this boss chick movement i just feel like i feel like we're in a day and age where it's not just like multiple people multiple people within a household can be contributors to the financial gain or the success or whatever of that family i think you know at some period of time it was more of a man thing for men to be working and bring home the the butter if you look at athletes or people like that it's like you know you don't really hear of women athletes being the head of household mm-hmm it's not I'm not saying that it doesn't happen because I know there are plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at actors and actresses or like e- even go back to like the conversation that everybody's talking about, about Gabrielle Union, talking about her and D-Way splitting the bills 50 50. That wasn't always a major conversation to say that that's what's happening within a household, that yeah. both parties are equally successful, are equally building something, are equally or building together where we're both contributing to the household, especially when you're talking about from a content creation standpoint, yeah. like you can actually just be a mom but it's like why my mom and ain't making me no money or why is my (laughs) wife not making me no money because that is actually a part of our culture that that is a possibility but I don't think it's just women I don't think it's just wives I don't think it's just mothers I think it's it's a cultural thing it's happening within our generation just period because you can't tell me I I just said a dude said he want to take a girl out on a date but that feel like he not doing enough work for me to celebrate that I feel I feel like our, our generation millennials in general we don't feel stable and safe enough. Yeah. Like it's a lot of anxiety going around. Like that, like from what you're explaining to me, 
mothers and, and just yourself in general, mm-hmm. you're having anxiety around, am I doing enough? Am I going to be bringing enough home? Because inflation, you know, with Man. inflation, it, it, it causes to have... Not this traditional mindset of just like you said, the man work and, and women stay home, and and there's only you're really living off of one income, right? Which now it can it if you have a, a high income, it can it can work, but typically, you know, most people don't make what, what more than fifty thousand a year. I think just an well, individual. I think the, the average income these days are like fifty to a hundred, hundred and something. Right, as a household though. Yeah, typically as yeah, a household. so typically individually it's like fifty thousand. Yeah, so th- I, let's I would think say about like that. Fifty to eighty, like I think fifty thousand is like a thing of the past. That's just me. I don't know. Um, but fifty thousand sounds kind of like crazy. I might be, and I, I could be. I, I a thousand percent I could be. I it don't might know. be less. It might be forty-seven. Jesus. But I think it's around forty-seven to fifty-five thousand is an average income for the average American. Right. Which, so in today's society, that's not enough. If the man was only making that. And the woman didn't work. You have a you probably living in the hood. You live in somewhere that ain't safe. And if you build a family, there's kind of do have that. There's yeah. consideration. So there is anxiety there. I can see why uh, more mothers are are having anxiety and more fathers are having anxiety around. Like, am I doing enough? Am I? You know what I'm saying? Am, am I? Yeah, working but that's why I said enough? I don't think it's a. I don't think it's just women. I also I just think it's in general because yeah. I mean you're telling me that you haven't felt the same pressures. Oh no, uh, yeah, we were talking about healthcare today. Healthcare well, and looking at the the amount that is coming out from healthcare <laughs> and you know over twelve hundred dollars on a monthly basis. And when you're looking at it, it's like, but. I may never need this, but in the event that I do, I need to have it. One, because there's more than just you and I. It's, mm-hmm. you know, when it was just me and you, we could thug it out and hope not to happen. Literally. We, <laughs> so we had thugged it out for like, what, two or three years? What? What? We was we had been we thugging were... it out since we were married. We just started having health care when I got pregnant. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, that was 2020. the last two years. That's been the last two years. Literally since... the last two years since I got pregnant. And I got pregnant at the end of 2020. So, yeah. You're right. Because it, it was for years. I didn't hoop because I was like, look, I can't get hurt. I can't afford to get hurt. And literally, what happens as soon as we get health care, the nigga that dislocates his thumb. Okay. That's another reason why we ain't shot. He didn't want to have his, his arm brace, neck brace, knee brace on the show. <laughs> no, that's real. I could not, Now, hearing you say that, I can see the anxiety around wanting to work. But what, what's, I guess, what's the issue with, not, not ease, but what's the issue with having... A soft life, in a sense. Well, the soft life thing, I think, is curated based off of somebody bringing in an exponential amount of money. I don't really know if the soft life comes unless there's a, you know, in in my eyes, soft life can't come unless it's, you know, we hit the marker of what we know we want to have in a savings account, not just in the bank, but saved up. And for you and I, when it comes to finances, we don't necessarily base it off of how much money is in the bank. We base it off of how much we have liquid capital. And so for us, we we know that from a retirement standpoint of like for you to be okay. And when you look at your bills and all that kind of stuff like us, for us, we've always said like the standard is anywhere in between half a million dollars and two million, two point five million dollars in a bank say not not in your spending capital though 
right. like in right. your reserved yeah. capital so that there are way, other places that you can put your money so that that money can do for you. And so it feels like until you hit that marker, especially when you've been in a place where you're, you've been close, you know what I'm saying? You've been right there to hit the mark and all the kind of stuff like that. It's always kind of like, I got to not one up myself, but I need to create that stability, that security. I don't think a soft life for me can come before that happens because there's always something like when you think about saving money or anything like that. And it's not even a money episode. I don't even know why we're here, but (laughs) I do think that hustle culture culture definitely derives from your financial stability. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like when you look at that, it's like there's always me wondering or somebody wondering where's the not where's the next check come from but especially if you're an entrepreneur it's like in this entrepreneurship is the hustle culture there are people that are working nine to fives that feel like they should be entrepreneurs because it seems like that's where all the money is not realizing that from an entrepreneurship standpoint you can have a month where you do 80 grand you can have a month where you do uh, 200 a quarter mil you got a month then after that that you do five yeah you can have a month where you do 50 but if you did a quarter mil a month before that that seems significantly different yeah you know what i'm saying and your you have quali- expenses and your expenses else. quality Every- of life revenue be- does not mean profit and that's the thing and so i think that it's also the glorified entrepreneurship but the biggest thing being um it fit for me being that the type of business that i created required my attention at all times like if sun up op- eyes open to eyes closed basically <laughs> no legit. eyes open to eyes closed to the point where we had to set boundaries tells you a lot if we had to create boundaries within our business because of how much we were doing it tells you how much we were doing it and not to mention think about when you were working still you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you also were getting get we're on the road to go do a meeting and we gotta get back on a flight that to get us home at six AM or we gotta drive back immediately and get home at two, three in the morning for you to be at your job at six AM. That don't tell you how much we were going. And so when you feel like when that's your regu uh the regular what is the word? The regularity of your life. Yeah, like- that's the regularity of your life. It feels different when you're just sitting. It doesn't necessarily and it's not to say that you are a bum. It's not to say that you're just chilling. It's not to say that you ain't got nothing going for yourself. That's the feeling though, because I'm so used to going. Because you're so used to going, the second that you do sometimes have to stop, um, either life happens. Mm-hmm. Because you know, that's and I think that's what's funny around turning that page going into 30 because life in a sense does kind of change because you have typically more responsibilities. And I think just priorities, your priorities become different. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, when it was just me and you, we could just get up and go. We could live life on the edge like that. We, you know, of course our marriage suffered for some of it, Mm. you know, but Obviously, the priority was like, well, if we're gonna have a successful marriage, we gotta get some money. Right, right, right. Because it was, we it was all sitting around hustling. Time, why? Because by the time we got married, niggas done spent all their money. Yeah, we trying to re up. Now that's, that, that that makes sense because. So, what do you think? Do you think identity is is tangled up in productivity? Because for men, that's a great question. Because for men, I think a lot of our identity is tied up into attaining mm. and, and uh, you know go, goal setting and hitting a certain marker that's why you hear about men saying like i'm not getting married till i am financially stable yeah. or financially ready mm-hmm. so the anxiety around that creates of this i can't i can't not do something i gotta always be doing something whether you're doing something that brings you forward or not mm-hmm. there's always going to be this anxiety around 
I gotta, I gotta get this money. I gotta get this money. I gotta get this money. I gotta get stable. If I, if I desire to have a family one day, if I mm-hmm. desire to, to court somebody one day, especially now, like I, I feel like there's this thing between men and women where everybody's like measuring each other, yeah. so to speak. And man, I feel sorry for people that's really dating these days because it's like you, do, you really just don't know. Like you don't know why they're here. You don't know why they're here. Or it's, it's hard to be with some. I've heard guys say like guys that are successful, women that are successful too. That it's hard mm-hmm. to date somebody that doesn't have the same level of ambition as you mm-hmm. because it of that feeling of like you ain't got nothing to do, right? Or or you're you're wondering or you don't spend enough time with me or we don't do this or we don't do that. You always grind. You always work, and it's like. Yeah, but I've been was doing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I do. This is how I make a living. This is how our lives are going to change if you want a future with me. And so I think it's just, the, it's like, it's a different version of the rat race. And what, what, what do you it's mean? It's like the modern version of the rat race is always feeling like you have to go. Like, I have to, I have to be moving. I have to. I have to continue in this pace. And back to the identity thing, do you think, like, do you think hustling is wrapped up in not I mean the millennials really is it wrapped up in our identity because we do not feel safe I mean I I I could agree with that statement I can agree with um identity being wrapped up for me personally I have like I said since I turned 30 or coming into 30 I have had to ask myself very very hard questions and I just saw a reel today that said uh that Tony Robbins says if you want to elevate your life you have to start to ask yourself difficult um questions and not just difficult questions but questions that are actually going to challenge your way of life challenge your thinking and challenge your being and the biggest question for me has been why on everything and mm. all of the questions of why this or why you're doing this and what's the motive behind all of that mm-hmm. um, all circle back to becoming who, like the question being now, who am I? Mm. A lot of the questions that I have been asking myself have come back to now, who are you if you, t- if you strip every title away? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, and that's where I now realize that identity, my identity at the time, um, was wrapped up into the what I was doing. Because if you stop doing a certain thing and then you start to not know who you are anymore without that thing, that means that your identity was wrapped up in the what you were doing and not who you actually are. And and now I'm more focused on bringing who I am to everything that I do versus and allowing me to, I, I'm Brittany, regardless. I'm always going to be Brittany. Everything that I do is going to have Brittany on it. But these are some of the things that I now contribute to, but they won't now define my being just because I do them, just because I'm successful at them, just because I'm not successful at them. I'm not a failure if it doesn't work. I'm not, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely dope if it does, but I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily defined by it if it does. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. It's like once you do start winning, it's hard to even break away from the thing that you're winning with because you have lost yourself in a thing. And honestly, that is how you become successful, though. You can't really become successful without becoming delusional for a period of time. You have to be extremely delusional. You have to be. Extremely. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a trait that I see every single person that's successful or has done something at a high level. They've been extremely delusional and... <laughs> And one in in their own ability because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily just their their talent alone. Right, it's their belief in themselves that make them go out there and perform at a high level. For sure. And also, it's about um, 
one that goes at their set. They're, they're literally, they're literally focused on whatever goal that they have in place, and there's no no nothing else matters. But that's but that's also that a sense of it's it's also it also becomes a piece of programming, and that level of programming yeah. can ring into you so long that, um, like I'm talking about, like I literally am in a period of detoxing from the toxicity of creating success at the same time because a lot of people don't talk about the 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 stronghold on the mind when you are so set on go it's like it's just the next thing the next thing the next thing the next thing and you're so focused on next that you're never satisfied with anything because you are gabrielle union said this too on that the clip that's circling around when she was talking about her and d-way splitting the bills 50 50 Mm -hmm. she says (laughs) she said um what does she say? Oh God! What does she say? She said that I saw I still to this day Gabrielle Union. You talking about somebody who has been on multiple movies, multi millionaire, and she still fears that if a movie gets canceled, she don't get paid. If mm. she don't get paid, I can't even pay my half of the bills. That's how that even came about. Right. Everybody's talking about the yeah. 50-50, but people are missing that even somebody who has achieved that level of success still has the same fear that we're talking about, which means you're still wrapped up in that hustle culture of feeling like if something were to happen to my movie, something were to happen where a COVID happens or and I can't, you know, we can't even get in the studio. We can't even finish production, blah, 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 blah. Or, or the tragedy and all the stuff that was going on with Jamie Foxx. He was in the middle of production. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Right. He was in the middle of doing something. What has now happened because he had something that was real life, having to take care of your health, having to take care of your health so you can be mm. around, let's, messes up with your money. Let's talk about neglection when it comes to being uh focused on your craft and focused on your work so much that you neglect your health because i feel like we experience that uh in a way we got fat <laughs> i'm trying to tell you we got fat thank god for pregnancy because at least i have an excuse i'm crying for weight gain i had so i don't know how many years it was but we were you know on the road for i would say two and a half years yeah every month uh, on the road, and we're talking about like getting home late, so you, your sleeping patterns off. You're also eating out a lot, mm-hmm. and without working out, you know what I'm saying. And then, and then, don't make no money. You start eating good, and then yeah, it's always you start making some money. You start eating steaks and all these other stuff. That every meal costs four hundred five dollars. But, but then it was that one day you said you told me like nigga you need to get to the gym, and I said I don't I can't do middies. Bet bet bet. I said, baby, 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 I'm getting in the, I'm getting in the Now, don't get me wrong, though, because if 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 I put a picture on here of Malcolm when we met, I won't do the picture of like our first photo, but like <laughs> uh, when we met, Jesus. though, Malcolm was really, I could wrap my arms around him damn near twice yeah. because he was so small. So I love the, I love the body. The weight gain, yeah. I love the weight gain because you look like a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've been with you since you were bones. No, that's real. That's Shall real. these dry bones live? <laughs> <laughs> but I've been with you. I've been with him since he was, like, really, really, really small. And so, like, I love the way that your body looks, but it was getting away from us to where it was going to be too hard for you to, like, like this this body. Obviously, I, this is why I'm pregnant. I told that nigga. I said that. I said, if I'm you crying. take this weight and you chisel it up. Use it for good. <laughs> use this body for good. You get your fat pack. You get the, you I'm know, crying. no more middies. You know, the arms is all right. You know, all that stuff. 
I knew I was going to get pregnant. I knew it. But um, first of all, we never talked about this when we talked about my pregnancy story about how Mike was about to tell me that that same thing. Like, it's getting out of hand. Yeah, I definitely was ready to tell her, look, babe, I, don't know, I, I had kind of believe for weeks. Like, how am I about to say this? <laughs> because me, knowing me, I was going to say the wrong thing. I was going to say exactly what came to my mind, which was not going to be sensitive enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it wasn't sure. going to be the right thing to say. So I was contemplating, like, what? how do you bring this up in, you know, conversation? Is it over dinner? Is it what? I don't know. Is it over dinner? It's hilarious. More more food. But uh, like I said, let's talk Let's talk about uh, the, the neglection period because. Don't skip over what you did, though. Well, I do. He was about to try to tell me about myself, meanwhile, I was pregnant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you was pregnant. Trying Thank to God. tell me that Thank I was getting bigger. God. Also, I'm, we're going to get back to your point because I do want to stay on topic, but I just want to make sure that I acknowledge this. It was me who was telling you that my clothes weren't fitting and knowing my body, my body, I've never in my life gained weight at that rapid pace. Yeah. To where my clothes don't fit. Like that, that was, it was throwing me off. <laughs> I'm like, bro, something has gone wrong with me. I could just fit these pants two and a half weeks ago. And now they don't fit now at don't all. Fit Can't at even all. button them. Like, and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I don't know what is happening. Whole time I was pregnant and he was about, well, could you imagine if he would have said that? But I must say, I feel like I probably would have been salty, but I would have been appreciative because I would hate for it to get beyond control. And mm. then, you know, niggas is, you know, you are silently unsatisfied. Mm, mm, mm. I What's you. worse? I don't know. That's why. That's why I was like, I, I just gotta say something. You know what I'm you, saying? If you ever feel that way, I'm gonna tell you what to do. What? You send me find some couple that's in the gym. Be like, we got, we should get in the gym together. <laughs> I feel like that's a because I feel like you always want to work on your body. It's never not a time. You know, it's never mm-hmm. it's not like I never said it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like I've never worked toward it. Literally before I got pregnant, I was working with a trainer. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's something that I want to do. I've always have wanted to do. I've always been in the trainer. I've always been in the gym. So this is not something, but it's like how do you say it? I think it was just, that was your way. Either way that's hard. That's hard. That's it is. Husband. But yeah. after this baby, it's full speed ahead. I've already given you the green light. But you to do be have major to, pain. No, you have to find a way with your words that's not nasty. It has to be. But anyway, no, that's about accountability at that point. No, we gotta be on your ass. Got it. You did not spend me any words, but uh, back, being back on topic, <laughs> the thing about Jimmy Fox, I think like that's that's important because think about shoot his work life balance i don't think there is a balance Mm -hmm. because if you're doing something at a high level i don't really think people are taking care of their bodies we've seen it i've seen it firsthand like you're making all this money Mm -hmm. but your gut is growing faster and faster (laughs) you know what i'm saying like you're you're not taking your health seriously and there has to be some kind of balance but i'm not sure why we why go down that rabbit hole so far that you do neglect everything else i just think that the the focus on hustle put you in a place where I think the reason why people are talking about soft life, right? I think the reason why there's such a, there's such more conversation around rest. There's a lot more conversation about just living Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like I think post COVID um, I think really COVID right before COVID was really where that hustle culture got ramped up or Mm -hmm. at least that's when I got sucked into it (laughs) to be able to see it you know what i'm saying like i don't feel like if i I feel like if you're not in it you don't really know but i feel like that was the moment where i really got sucked into it back around 2019 
Um, but once you get past COVID and now you're trying to move past COVID, so 21, 22, I think that's where it ramped up because things start to really fluctuate. Things started to change for a lot of people, especially in the entrepreneurship space. And I think that's why people are now talking about rest. They're talking about soft life. They're talking about, you know, it's okay to relax. It's okay to actually do things that you want to do. I think it's literally because we also experienced some, to some degree, a level of burnout. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. Running ourselves into the ground and I'm tired. That's why you hear a lot of people that are doing e-com or they're trying to find the automated way to do something. I'm doing a webinar so that I can lead you to all the things that I want to sell you is why is because it's a it's a less stressful way for me to do the same thing. But now everybody's talking about I got to work it smarter than harder because we have experienced some level of burnout. Think about it. We were having days we doing calls three, four, five times a day then any other time i'm not on that call i'm on the phone with somebody if i'm not on the phone with somebody i'm, I'm texting somebody I, it's, it's a it was a, a like i said the new rat race mm. and then i feel like that new rat race led to a lot of people having a burnout period to where it's like i still have the, but it's like you get into that oxymoron of, but i still have all these desires i still have all these goals i still want to accomplish this thing. and it's not done yet you know what did kobe say like it's not finished yeah it's never it's because it's a moving target it is anything that you do so that's why you do have to kind of find the balance because you do you you'll hit one goal and then there's another goal after that yeah and you're going to want to continue to continuously here go and there. yeah here and there so you, you're going to want to continuously you know push the envelope and that's where i think um balance has to come in so what do you think about like relationships as opposed you know what i'm saying like if you're so if you're so focused on your work and things like that, do you think or have you seen relationships suffer and not even just marital relationships? I'm talking about friendships, um, you know, relationships with parents, stuff like that. You know Absolutely. What I'm I, I think the last time I said something like this, um, social media tried me. But oh, what did this? What do you mean? What, what clip I was this? Remember when I said um, not to grow without your partner? Because oh, yeah. it creates, um, it can create a sense of like feeling like I don't know that person anymore. So to answer your question, like I've experienced that in friendships. Um, I've experienced it with my siblings. I've experienced that with my, with our parents, because they're like, you know, when you're, you're, you're in pursuit of something, something has to give yeah. every time. There's no way that you can pursue something and somebody not suffer for that yeah. for us. And, and, in our, our lane of business, which was network marketing, it was called a season of separation. I do believe that it's needed. You know what I'm saying? You can't be all things to all people and try to pursue your goals. Even right now, like our pastor said something about um, he was talking to men and saying that when you are in pursuit of something, something suffers. Yeah. The thing is, nobody wants to talk about that. That joint hit me hard, babe. Like when he said that, when he said that, I'm thinking I'm like, yo, he's right, because. Typically, when men when men are in mastery, that's when there's neglection. And he was talking specifically for married men. When you're in your mastery, when you're trying to master a skill set, or or you're just trying to better yourself, to not allow it to not not allow neglect to creep into your marriage because you try to figure out why she would act out of character or do something that you wouldn't think she would do, and now you you, you now you have to understand this is why. Mm-hmm. Because love, love ain't just enough. You know what I'm saying? Love, love ain't just enough for her to not act out of character. But it's about what, what were you doing to contribute to 
her probably even moving on or her stepping outside of me. You know, it was so many things but he talked about. that's literally what I said. And I said, when, my God. When I said it, people acted like that is the craziest thing. Somebody posted it today and called me a B. <laughs> I think it was too, uh, really? Yes. Damn. She, but you shared it to your story. So I definitely was like, <laughs> I messaged her back. I messaged her and was like, y'all be ruthless on this app. Um, but thanks for sharing. And she was like, I call everybody. I call all my friends that I said, oh, so we friends. <laughs> what the hell? She's like, I just can't get with what you said. I said, and that's okay. But B is a little outrageous. Like, you need to relax. You don't know me. Disrespect. But, yeah. Like, what? But you reposted it. So, obviously, you, you did all that just to tell everybody about it. But anyway, but that's the thing. It's like, um, I remember talking to my best friend. And, um, you know, she was like, we had a conversation um, I want to say in 20, at the end of 2020, going into 21. And mm. we had to have a conversation where she literally was like, I feel like I don't know you anymore. Mm. And I was like, you don't. Well, what made her, what made her say that? Well, had y'all not spoken or we were, this was when um, she had moved back to Miami for um, like during the COVID okay. period or whatever. So mm -hmm. we hadn't seen each other and we were, you know, this is somebody that I'm with like every, every other day, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Talking to every day. Um, but that distance was kind of tough on our relationship. And, um, you know, we had a we had a heart to heart where she was just like, I just feel like I don't know you anymore because at that point, not only I, I mean I'm I'm married, yeah. um, I'm I was pregnant at the time. Life is changing. You know, my whole life was different. I, I you know now financially we're in two totally different places. You know what I'm saying? Everything has now changed in that small window of time that we hadn't been together. Yeah. Um. So yes, I do think they suffer, but I do think. I think it's all communication. You know what I'm saying? Um, and my whole point in that, that, that clip that went viral was me saying like, when you start to pursue something, if the person that is a part of your life, whether it's a friend, your parents, um, your significant other, your spouse, there can see like it becomes a, and it shouldn't be that way. And you can't fault the other person for feeling like you guys are now different is because I'm in another place. I'm learning different things. I'm I'm changing my thinking and all that stuff like that. And if you are not, yeah. it's not to say that you're a bad person. It's not to say that you're stagnant. It just creates a, a, a um, sense of distance where you feel like I no longer know this person. Yeah, yeah. And what I did because I loved her. I mean, I do. I don't. I didn't love you. I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> but because I love her, I brought her into the world because now, now it's like, well, let me show you what it looks like. Let me show you where I'm going. Let me invite you. Like whether you like, and she didn't always want to be there, but sometimes it was like, yo, can you come help me with my event? I like, I need some uh, administrative assistance. Mm. I need some, some room control. Like what? Cause I'm having to host a, an what? event. What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing you say is, is how to create the balance in between it. Yes, you know what I'm saying, like bringing your people along into with you, your world. Into your world, like if you're creating a new world, bring them into the world. That's the distance becomes when you're in the world, and now we've been on the same planet, but now you're on a whole new planet, and that's okay. Yeah. But it's like I'm not going to act ostracized. You get the ostracized. <laughs> Well, these words are ruining me today. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna act like you're just like this. You're slothful. Or you you have no ambition. Like that's not the truth. Yeah, that's we not just, true. Though. We just desire different things. You know what I'm saying? Parents, same thing. Our parents for a long time were like, y'all don't come home, and y'all only come home when it's for business. Like you're right. So because you want to see me more, I need to find a way to develop a business line where I'm from. Yeah. And it when we sense. did that, they saw us so much they more. They saw us way more. Why? Because you're right. We had that season of separation. I think 
any entrepreneur that's trying to do something at a high level does have to have that that part of it, um, that season of separation, but not to the point where it um, sours relationships. Because I think sometimes we can get to the point where we it, it might be like an ego thing, like they're not on the, the the path I'm on, so they're against me. It's like it's like they're against mentality. It's like no, they're not really against you, and it's not that they don't support you, um, but you haven't, like you said, you haven't let them into the world. You haven't let them into what you're the truth what is you're they doing. may just not understand, and he might may not understand it. Like where we were from that financial space, like in talk, like y'all, we're definitely going to talk about forex this season. Um, we are just we a are. prelude to <laughs> um, it's coming. What happened we to forex? Are. But anyway, um, but when you think about it, like the capacity for people to actually understand or want to learn or want to even get the premise of what that was wasn't everybody, and mm-hmm. so people could feel like, oh, well, now you're in the financial world. This literally happened. You were there when me and my sister got into it. Me and my sister got into it, um, and and you you find out in hard times how mm-hmm. people really feel or been feeling or conversations that might have been had outside of you. So when you say like, do you think it's a strain on relationships? I remember now because I'm in a financial space and um, I'm learning about money. I'm doing different things with money, and I want to help my younger siblings know what I didn't know when I I was their age, so that yeah. they can be better off than I was at their age. But it wasn't received like that at that time. And I remember saying something. I asked. I asked one of them to get me something for Wendy's or something. They was like, basically hit me with the mom. You got Wendy's money, <laughs> like bro. You can't give me a five dollar Wendy's meal, right? And it was. And I'm like, it was like I ain't got no bread for that. And I'm like, where's your money at? All I said was something like simple to me. Mm-hmm. Where's your money at? You got a job. You blah blah blah. And the response, hey, don't hit me with none of that money finance. I'm like. Ooh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Excuse me? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What is that? Mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Now I mean with that, buying that money mumbo. Oh, you think you, okay. All I said was you can't get, all of this was over Wendy's. Yeah. But because, you know. That was there, triggering, obviously. It was triggering. There's no conversation. I'm not bringing you into that space and all that kind of stuff like that. Or you tried it and you weren't unsuccessful, um, you know, et cetera. And so it's like. I think a lot of times it can be, but communication, understanding is necessary. We always want to put people in our world. Yeah, you're right. We do. I think let's let's go to this part of the show where we talk about the comment section. Okay, talk to me. Uh, because I think just on this topic alone, there's some there's some good questions out there um, that I think we can one we can talk about, but then also uh, the listeners can learn from. Talk to me. So, first question is, how do gender roles and expectations intersect with hustle culture, particularly for millennial women? I know we kind of touched on this, but do you think gender roles play, you know, a part in or trying to, they kind of intersect with the relationship and the expectations that is put on men and women when it comes to, you know, being a hustler? (laughs) I don't feel like I get it. Like the question? Yeah. Okay, so I'll say it again. How do gender roles and expectations in gender roles mm-hmm. intersect with hustle culture, particularly for millennial women? I just think we want our bag, too. Okay. You know, I, I feel like, of course, you got, all oh, the women is independent. You know This is an independent movement. You got, the, <laughs> you got the independent woman, but it's not it's not that I want to be independent of a man. It's that I want to also be a contributing part of 
the party. You know what I'm saying? Teach us. Teach us because cause I think men men struggle with this, um, with understanding this independent woman thing. And I think what happens is they collide and men don't men feel attacked and women don't feel heard or understood. And then it's this 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 whole red pill, blue pill mess that's going you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Walk me through the idea of, like you were saying, an independent woman. What does that mean to be an independent woman? My personal definition is not all women. Some women mean, like, I don't need nobody. I got my own. And for me, I remember wanting to have my own for the for the sense of, I don't want you to think that I'm with you because of what you have. I don't think I don't want you to think that I'm with you. Um, I remember when we was in college. You told me about an investment your family had and the potential of it. And my response wasn't. No, my first response. I never told you this was like, oh, if I stay with this nigga, I might be rich. <laughs> <laughs> and that is funny as Jack. But here's the thing. Because that was my thought. My response was how do I get some for myself because I didn't want you to think like because you've now shared this family intel with me Mm -hmm. that I'm going to stick around whether you a good dude or a bad dude whether our relationship is good or whether this thing is really trash but I'm gonna hold on because of what you could become Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying um and so for me it's always been about having my own um, to be able to be a contributing factor. I think two heads are better than one. I think um, two incomes are better than one. I think two two hustles are better. Well, let me not say two incomes, but two heads could be working on one income. Um, you can have one one brand, one umbrella of something, but you two add two separate entities to that same thing. And so I think for me, being an independent woman is just being a contributor to my home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there should be. It's not it's not to say um, because there's always going to be a moment. We've had so many different moments within our marriage. Um, but I remember being in a place where I had to rely on you for everything. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Yeah, I remember you telling me you hated that. Because like, I was broke. I needed some money. You were like, why didn't you just ask me? I'm like, ew, why would I ask you? Why would <laughs> I ask you for money? I don't get I don't I don't really I never understood. And it could be that. pride. It could be ego. At the time, it's just like, I also, we weren't married also. So I do think, I think that could contribute to that whole independent woman movement of people, of women feeling like, well, if I'm not, if I'm not tied to you for real, you don't owe me nothing. And I don't want to owe nobody nothing if you don't owe me nothing. Here's my thought. I think, I think the independent woman persona and just verbiage in itself stems from a traumatic space, but also- How so? Be, because for so for so many years, for hundreds of years, women have been oppressed in America. That is true, and especially black women, they've had you know they've had to fight for their own rights in so many things. So there wasn't really many expectations upon women, mm-hmm. and now that women are becoming more educated, and more skilled, um, and more thoughtful, and they're, and they're speaking up. They're, you know what I'm saying? They've always had this; it's just laid dormant, and now that they're more more voiceful. And they're they're pushing their, their their voices forward. It seems like they're they're pushing, they're pushing uh back on what has been oppressing them for so many years. Mm-hmm. So to could, because you don't ever hear an independent man, you don't ever hear this movement of independent man. Because, we talked about this the other day. You're never going to hear about an independent man because society puts you in a position where that's already your job. Right. 
So I get what you're talking about, women being oppressed and and feeling like I have to tell you that that's who I am. I have to be independent of you. For me, it's like I want to be with you because I want to be with you. I don't want to be with you because I need to be with you. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think that's what I mean. (laughs) I want to be with you. I need I I now need to be with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we are one. You know, yeah. you are my person, my soulmate, all the stuff like that. So I need to be with you. But at the beginning, it's like I want to want to be with you because of you, mm-hmm. not because you're you got all this money, not because you got this big investment portfolio, not because you got a the trust fund that could change my like. Not I don't want I didn't want it to be based off of that. And the only way for me to feel that way was to know that I was okay with or without you. Right. And I think for a lot of women, that sometimes is it. But it's like, I just feel like we want to be make sure that we're also not being controlled by what somebody else is doing when it comes to men providing, because that is your your God given nature to provide. Mm-hmm. But for sometimes it can be utilized as a a stronghold on the woman, because without that's me, what I mean. It's, but it's, without it's me, oppression. But without it, but so you can understand why somebody, why oh, a woman would say, I, I'm good, you know. Now, I'm not all I, the independent, I got to change I, my own tires and, and change my own oil. No, I can understand where where they get the verbiage. Mm-hmm. I think where things get, you know, miscommunicated and missed in translation is and how they present it. Meaning, when when you say I'm an independent, well, not you, but in general, we've seen this in millennials and generation regardless when they say i'm an independent woman it also after that comes and i don't need a man and for if you're if you're trying to attract a male companion and you and you are a woman doing well doing well for yourself you say i'm an independent woman and i don't need a man you are literally repelling the very thing that you probably desire. Right. Now because that men is a need different, to be needed. But that's a different conversation though. It's different if you're saying I'm an independent woman, I don't need a man. But what do you do if you're now a woman, you're in your late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, late thirties, mm-hmm. but you're on your own. So it's not that I'm it's not that I don't need a man, but if I'm already taking I have to take care of myself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like sometimes that it can be misconstrued of me trying to be this super woman and I don't need nobody where it's like no if you're not here and if no one is ever here I do still have to live though yeah. so so it's not me just being independent to be independent it's me to be independent independence uh your independence might be starting from I'm leaving my parents house you know what I'm saying like I think I think the 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 conversation can have could have been misconstrued over time and over different interpretations over different perspectives but my independence started with leaving my parents house which was why I didn't want to just be reliant on a man because I just came from being reliant on my parents. You know what I'm saying? And so independence from women, if I'm just moving out on my own, that's where it begins. That's where I become an independent woman because that is me taking care of myself. Mm. Right. That is me taking care of myself. That is me making sure that my bills are paid, making sure that I have a steady job or steady income that's coming in in order for me to provide for myself with or without a man. And so I feel like when it's when it comes across that way, people aren't looking at the conversation of me saying, if there is no man here, what would I do? Mm hmm. I talk to my friends all the time that, you know, when we're having conversations with it's like, oh, you know, I want to help my husband or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, Yo, you got to think about it. Like if Buddy wasn't here and he wasn't doing all that he does and he wasn't taking care of everything, what would you do? You would get your ass up and you would do something. Right. So we can't act as if 
women would just we don't we just sit on our butts like nah that whole conversation is in regards to me being able to take care of myself with or without another individual so i guess the question to back going back to the to, to the comment section the question i think it's trying to dissect the ability does the whole hustle culture and the hustle hustle mentality contribute to or or not contribute to gender roles i guess in the household and in a relationship and based on what you're saying is it kind of doesn't i don't think the hustle culture contributes to it um like i need to be doing something so but but i don't i think the the whole thing around hustle culture is feeling like there's no time to stop mm-hmm. like the person that feels like if i if i binge watch something on netflix I have turned my brain into mush and I'm no longer on path or on track to be yeah. successful. I think that's because TikTok, they tell you, you know, it's a whole bunch of gurus out up, here telling you wake up, don't drink no water. You know, everybody. What Pap say? You wake up at 4 a.m. every day, don't even drink no water. Yeah, it's, it's about social media and all the stuff out there thinking like, okay, if you ain't acting Waking like a robot, you're a nobody. You know what I'm saying? You're not doing anything with your life if you're not up at 6 a.m., if you're not drinking water all day long, and if you, you haven't worked up 10 times. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's about it's that stuff. I think that that's contributing to the anxiety of of so many people. One in our generation, but people in general, they're feeling this feeling this anxiousness, and it's not not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing this. The, inadequ- that, the inadequacy. The inadequacy, like you said uh, last season, and um, I think I think we gotta get back to balance. No, I think we have to get back to living. Living, yes, because, you're right. Because you're right. the hustle culture puts you in a place where I can never stop. I can't smell the roses. I can't be satisfied. I can't take a moment to be content. I can't, what am I celebrating? And I know this because I used to tell people that. Yeah. Like when people used to invite us out to the club, I'm like, what the hell are we celebrating? Yo, we, we haven't done literally, enough. Literally, literally. Yeah, when we talk about I still feel like that sometimes, yo. I still feel like that. I struggle you, with that now. And you told me that. You said yeah, I struggle with like, that right now. You you said, um, or you could tell you could say what you said. I don't have to I'm trying to remember what, what, what when did I you say? were saying like, babe, like, I don't I don't wanna kick it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's exactly what I said. So I, I expressed this last season to um to Maurice when he was on the uh episode with um with him sharing his story about entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And I was telling him like there comes a time in a man's life where he does need he needs isolation, but he also uh he needs he needs a, a time where he focuses and he doesn't focus on he doesn't focus on pleasures. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you like I I'm in this space right now where I feel like I don't need to be having fun. I not that I don't deserve fun. It's that it's, it shouldn't be my priority. It shouldn't be my priority because I'm not where I want to be, but I do have a plan and I have goals that I want to have set set out and, and, and accomplish. And until those, until I feel like I'm, I'm hitting the markers, I feel like I, do, I don't need, I don't need to prioritize having fun and doing things that's going to alt tilter my mindset and my focus. And I think that's what I was saying. I'm saying that it, it comes a time in a life, man, where where his back is against the wall, and he got make it. He got he has to make a decision. But I think the difference with what you're saying today mm-hmm. and, and and us in 2020 is the word deserve. It's not that I don't deserve it. Yeah. What we were yeah. believing was that I don't deserve. Nah, it. I don't deserve it. Exactly. After all of this, exactly. Exactly. I don't deserve it, and I will say for me that could be that could be some sense of trauma, um, 
I'll say because one thing that I can pinpoint it to is like when I graduated from college, it was never celebrated. Mm. Like first to graduate in my family, not my family, both my parents have degrees. My mom has a master's. Um, so I wasn't like the first to graduate, but like the first of my parents' children mm-hmm. to graduate from college. Actually, the only to this day. Was well, it only? Still the only to have graduated, have two degrees. But my first, my, my bachelor's, it was never celebrated due to religious um, beliefs re- yeah beliefs um on when but it's not even about the day the graduation occurred right it's like after that nothing was nothing happened and i think for a long time which i actually am having this revelation in live real <laughs> in real time is that i think because that was never celebrated i have pushed to accomplish so much since then hmm. to finally get that you're incredible or I'm proud of you or that was dope. You know what I'm saying? Like congratulations and all this stuff like that. And I felt like I've been pushing the marker for so long based off of one thing never being celebrated, but it wasn't that it wasn't celebrated. It was that all the others were. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Is that a life lesson? No. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) that's a life realization. I don't. I mean. So, based on this conversation, what, what do you think? What do you, what could you take from this conversation? Like, what's your life lesson in this? My life lesson is that it's okay to smell the roses. It's okay to take time, um, to reset, recalibrate, um, retreat, mm-hmm. and rest, um, because I do think this next version of myself requires this season that I don't understand, mm-hmm. and it's. It's okay to not understand why it's happening. It's okay to be feel confused to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to not know exactly all the pieces. I am the I am such a control freak that this whole uh, last probably like twelve to eighteen months have felt like a literal kafuddle because <laughs> kafuddle. I just don't, heard. <laughs> it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense I don't understand it I'm still seeking direction I'm still looking on how to get through said things but then the oxymoron again is still having some sense of peace in maybe you're just supposed to rest and mm. it's all just because pastor said this he said just because you don't see God doing something or what you want to see him doing right don't right. mean that he's not, that doing, he's not something. doing something yeah. it's just not what you're looking for probably or it's not in the timing that you want to see it but it doesn't he's still working when he's not working yeah and so that's my thing maybe you know just sit and sometimes it's okay to rest and 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 i have found i am finding i have not found it <laughs> i'm finding a lot of peace in 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 trusting that this might just be my season to rest hmm I like that. I think my life lesson is that um, hustle culture isn't having a hustle isn't wrong. It's the it's the unhealthiness around this is all I should be doing and feeling like nothing else matters. That's that's where toxicity comes into place Mm -hmm. where we need balance. Yeah. And for so long and for any entrepreneur out there that you're so indulged into your work that so many other things in your life could be suffering mm. and you want to take self inventory. And for us, um, we didn't take self inventory until years later. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When, when things slowed down, mm-hmm. we took self inventory, but if you're going through it, 
Um, it's important to take the self inventory and take the self assessment and figure out like, yo, am I hustling because I'm in, I'm in fear. Am I hustling because I have anxiety? Am I hustling because I feel unstable mm. or am I actually passionate about what I'm doing? And I think we don't, we don't really talk about that enough. We don't really uh, dissect that enough. Mm. And then also um, just uh, find, finding the true balance in, and knowing that you have friends for a reason. Yeah, you can isolate yourself, but you have friends there for a reason because you are going to need uh, the mental check-ins. You know yes. what I'm saying? Mental yes. health is real. Yes. Um, it is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Really? Yeah. No, never knew that. Uh, so it is important to 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 be better in that area and mm. to work just as hard in that area as you do in whatever you are, are trying to pursue. I love that. Well, so this has been another episode. Another episode of the So Let's Talk About It podcast. I am your co-host, Brittany. And I'm Malcolm. And you can follow me at Brittany Donnell. And you can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And don't forget to follow the show at So Let's Talk About It pod on all platforms. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, wherever you're listening from, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend. Um, if this uh, resonated with you and you, you've gotten some takeaways from it, I think on Spotify now, there are questions where you can kind of like share your thoughts in regards to this episode and what you took away from it or what you liked about it. Um, because we want to continue to hear from you guys and engage with you. Um, so make sure you guys do that let us know what you thought about this episode and then um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts don't forget to rate please write a review write a review so we can help uh, more people and continue to get our message out and continue to really really grow this show Um, we'll see you guys on the next episode peace All right, real quick can you tell the listeners what they can look forward to this season Well, one of the biggest things that I'm most excited about is about the fact that we want to keep the conversation going. Over the last three seasons, every single week, we get some text messages, DMs, comments, people that just are saying, I wish I could have had this conversation. I want to hear what other people are thinking about when it comes to the topic that was discussed, whether it be about money, sex, relationships, marriage, parenthood, entrepreneurship, career pivots, everything that we talked about, people have had comments that they want to share. That's how the comment section was even birthed. So now we're launching the listener lounge the listener lounge is going to be our private community where those of you that are listening to the show you have an opportunity to literally discuss every episode ask questions we're going to be hosting some live q a's where we can talk together shoot you might even be able to be on the show as a live listener um and so we got some really exciting things that we're excited about but mostly being able to engage with you and hear your perspectives hear your enlightenments as we go through this season and the seasons to come and even last season and this season before that and before that so make sure you guys are tapped in and so let's talk about it pod.com and go ahead and get tapped in to the listener lounge.